When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Can you say hard hats, folks? Hard hats, lunch pail, steel to a boots? Anything short of a championship this year is a failure. Look at this boomer right here. You've just got so much talent here. Somebody said we need to apologize for Jalen. Can I call the John? What are we apologizing for? What did we say? What did we do? <laughs> oh, Amit's here for me. Amit's here to let the music trail. And, and yes, I'm solo. I'm solo. And my headphones aren't working. There we go. And um, Sherrod Blakely had to relocate. He was up on the ninth floor. The Wi-Fi was no good. Jimmy, doing Jimmy things. Bobby, doing Bobby. Bob, poor Bobby, huh? Poor, poor, poor Bobby. Uh this is going to be a rough one for him. I think it's going to probably going to probably slow play this. He's going to wait till about half of you are gone before he jumps in here on what was the Xavier Tillman show, or at least Xavier Tillman open auditions uh, for Luke Cornett's minutes. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Was it enough tonight to take him outright? Maybe not. I wonder if Joe's look, Joe said he was experimenting, right? What did he do last game? Attacked the paint, tried to win a different way, flipped JB's and Tatum's minutes. Definitely was trying to do something a little different. That's what we asked for uh, tonight. Tillman. Tillman took what did what did we ask for? That's it, right? We wanted Tillman to take Luke's minutes. Just to try it. You know, just see what it feels like, right? Uh, you know, just the tip. Just give it a shot. And it worked. You saw it. It looked good. He looked solid. He didn't look shook. Thing I liked most about X-Man tonight um, was look at the entire season, right? Anytime you kind of did these dumb, oh, Luke, I'm so sorry. Sorry. Um, anytime, anytime we saw, uh, you know, a, an audition of sorts, right? whether it was Banton, Brissett, Stevens, when he finally got dusted off and got in there, they looked horrible for the first three or four games. Speed of the game was too much. Couldn't keep up. Uh, just looked completely out of sorts. Didn't know what everybody else around them was doing. X-Man looked, he didn't look shook, right? He looked like he knew what he was doing. Not super impactful, but he didn't get in the way in that first rotation. Then he did a few things the second time through. I'm not sure if he played the entire fourth quarter, but he started it and then it became scrub time. It was great. Great. So that's what we wanted to see. Was it? Now, what I'm curious and what we won't know, and Bobby's telling us Tillman talking right now in the locker room. We'll get some Tillman sound. He's going to jump over and talk to the guys on the Dallas side. What we don't know about um, Tillman's minutes tonight was whether – it was, hey, let's try it and see what it's like. And then you just go right back to the comfort zone and start playing Luke again. 
Um, was it, is it legit an audition? Is he going to see which one's better? Or was the plan from the get-go, eventually we're going to start to slide this guy in with the understanding that he was brought here basically to have those 10, 12 minutes. And people loved, 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 loved. And Bobby is fuming, fuming. People loved the Horford uh, uh, Tillman pairing because it felt like tough, right? You know, you know, some beef down there, a couple of guys who could, you know, with a little bit of, little bit of muscle. Um, it was good. It was good. And again, it's amazing because this was, there's so many fun things to talk about in this game, but I hopped in the chat before we got started while I was waiting for those guys to set up. And I was just chatting with a lot of you guys on YouTube. The I'm stunned how much of the, uh, and again, it's still dominating here. How much of the chat was Tillman, 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 Tillman. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's matchup based. I'm not really sure. Um, but there was a lot to like. He looked controlled, had a nice assist, has has a nice touch. Missed, botched that one pass from Tatum down low. Uh, nice pass by Tatum. He didn't get his hands on it. That was too bad. But for the most part, I thought he looked good. And again, I agree. This has never been personal. It's not a we hate Luke and we want to get him out of the game thing. Um, I think it's, you know, I feel like he gives you more of what you're looking for uh, here than uh, than what uh, than what Cornette is. But again, we'll hear what these guys have to say after the game. Um, I think we've already got who's on the podium there with Joe. Is that Amit? Who am I looking at here? Hey, Amit guess <laughs> Amit guesses it's his kid. All right. We'll see what we got. Uh, I do have some Joe sound on Cornette, uh, on um, on Tillman. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, but I, I think this is a good point, too. It's options, right? It's options. Uh, and, yeah, maybe for Sherrod it's personal. Maybe it is. Uh, different players, different styles, different matchups. You want to be able to play different teams differently, right? Uh, one of the downsides with having the same rotation is maybe there's some teams where you want to play them a little bit differently. You want to go smaller. You want to be quicker. You want to, you know, be add a little bit more beef. If you're relying on the same guys, you, you might get kind of iced out of those. I, I would like to see Springer jump into Pritchard's minutes, but I don't think that was ever really the plan. I think Pritchard's the guy. I just like to see how he holds up, especially defensively. And if he's able to give him a type of spark, if they ever needed to kind of break glass and go to that, might not be the year. I do think Springer might have been a long-term play. I think Tillman is um, a uh, this-year play. And Fuzzy, yes, I agree. Bobby Bobby might move the goalposts on Luke here uh, in terms of uh, in terms of what he is. But uh, we do have Joe with a small person. Yeah, I would friggin' Kess could, Kess could come on anytime. Um, uh, Joe, Joe and a small person are talking about uh, Xavier Tillman's impact. We'll play that right now. Typically, was was getting him there like with with Al and, and certain groups was that part of the the focus? Yeah, there? for sure. And knowing that uh, they changed Doncic's sub pattern from the last time that we played him, to which he started both the second and the fourth quarter, and uh, he's a guy that could help our switchability and still have size. So. Uh, you know, that's that's one of the things that I'm grateful for that this team is they keep an open mind and they have an understanding uh, that we do what, what's best for the team and what impacts winning. And so uh, we felt like that was the right thing to go to tonight to continue to switch him. And uh, it's a credit to him and credit to the rest of the guys for understanding that's what's most important. 
Sorry, guys, I muted myself to not have the echo. Um, I think that's really important, um, the switchability thing that somebody mentioned here in the chat, um, that he can do that uh, much better than Luke. And I think that that's kind of one of the downsides with Luke is you do have some stuff that he does well. And Bobby already texted, put in the chat there uh, that uh, – let me read it. I st- Bob. Bobby in our text thread. Tillman showed a nice chemistry with Horford late. I still think Cornette is the more fluid operator on offense, though. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I'm not muted. You guys are behind. Stop talking to me. I Everyone can hear me now. Anyway, I'm going to bring in Sherrod. I did my best, Sherrod. I did what I could do. Why Why? Why is Luke part of the discourse? the discourse tonight? It, Luke Why? is the entire just it's the Tillman it's the Tillman I haven't even gotten into the game yet because the whole chat's been all up on Tillman taking Cornette's minutes and he snatching looked good Bobby, and snatching Bobby's soul in the process. <laughs> Tillman was good. Why is why is that such a hard pill to swallow? He he got a few minutes. He made the most of those minutes. He's going to be back to not playing behind Luke. That's yeah. There's there's nothing he did that's going to make. You, Joe Missoula say, you know what, Luke, have a seat, buddy. Yeah. X, you got it. No, he's going to play him when he can play him, and but Luke is still going to be that number three center. Nothing changes. You think that. so? Yeah. Okay. I yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I can't I can't see Joe making that pivot. I really can't. It's going to be, I think it's like we've talked about before that it's going to be matchup based. That it's just there's certain matchups where they're going to look at, but this was a game where it got so out of hand, you might as well throw him out there and just see what he can do, just in a, a typical getting some minutes on the court situation. But come playoff time, which is really why X is here, uh, he's to give them some, some added beef and muscle in that front court in case they're running to like a Joel Embiid or, or you know, a team like the Cavaliers who, who can play the double bigs. He gives you a certain level of physicality, uh, but no, I, I, Luke is their number three center, um, I, and I just don't see X taking that from him between now and the end of the playoffs. Let me ask you another question, totally ungame related and really more a back of the show sort of thing. Joe Mazzulla at the podium with his kid, uh, and earlier he unveiled his wife to the public to the public in a in a podcast or in a in a video segment with uh, with NBC. Joe's kind of Joe's. We finally get to meet the family. We've been dating Joe now for a year and a half, and we finally get we finally get to meet his family, which is a long time coming. Um, yeah. but I mean, but they've been around, and I, I think Joe has just been so locked into the job that I, I think he's understanding that you, you're not just a basketball coach uh, when you're coaching the Boston Celtics. Uh, you know, I, I look at when Brad was doing a job and, and Brad's family was always around, uh, you know, his, his son, Brady, uh, him and Brady and I have the same birthday. So so we we'd always like kind of joke about that. Uh, it's good to see Joe yeah. loosening up a little bit. It's it's a it's a good sign that he's finally comfortable being who he is. I don't Joe. think that's been that was the case last year. So Joe has turned um, has definitely turned the tide. You can see it in our chat. You can see it in the media. Um, because I think, as I, I mentioned, the Belichick comp, and, and they're not anywhere near the same league, but eventually results uh, speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. So you have to just admit, okay, it might be eccentricity or weirdness, but not 
anything to do with being bad. When you're weird and you're losing, it's get this lunatic <laughs> out of here. But when right. you're weird and you're winning, I use the Bull Durham thing all the time. I know it's a boomer reference, but, you know, when he looks at him <laughs> and he says, you know, when you win 20 in the show, you can let the shower grow back on your – the fungus grow back on your shower shoes. But until then, it makes you a slob. It's like if you're weird and goofy and things aren't going well, you're just weird and goofy. But things are going so well that Joe could be that guy. Anyway, we'll get into Joe. We'll get into more stuff. I was kind of filibustering and just kind of, you know, batting things around here. We haven't gotten into the game, which I think, honestly, it's again, another statement, not just in terms of how ridiculously impressive this team can be. They Dallas had come in, won 8 of 10. They've got some good players. They've been playing good. I mean, obviously, they have Luka. They have Kyrie. Lively's been great, and he was outstanding for much of this game. And mm -hmm. Celtics kind of, sort of, just futzed around for two and a half quarters, and then they're like, okay. They weren't bad. They were, they were playing fine. But, you know, they looked like they were – you know, they were about a seven, you know, seven yeah. out of 10 through the game. And then just, I tweeted it. It's like, how many times have we seen a team post all-star break? And honestly, throughout the course of the season, you know, Celtics are playing with their food, a little teams within a couple of buckets or that 10 point lead that you're hoping turns to 20 somehow gets down to three, four, five. And the other team's like, we got a shot. And then two minutes later, it's, it's Geno time. It's just all of a sudden you look up as 18 point game, 19 point game, gone. Like that was it. They, I, I just, I, they just put, just put, just hit the throttle, you know, throttle and gone. They have figured out how to shift into whatever gear they need to bury you. Uh, they're not just, you know, finding ways to kind of pull away. They're putting you to sleep yeah. uh, in a way that we're not used to seeing them do. We've seen them come back and, you know, stop playing with their food and win by like seven or eight, but they're putting teams in a 20 point, deficit in a matter of minutes and the thing that that makes it i think difficult for opponents is it's not one guy that's burying you Derek white is giving you something Jalen brown is giving you something tatum is doing what he does al horford is giving you something drew holiday Derek white you start going down the roster uh and it's just like pretty much anyone who steps on the floor is giving you just another shovel of dirt on you just shoveling it on and there's and there's nothing you can do there's literally nothing that you can do about it. Yeah, and they wear you down. They always one of the things is saying, like I always think is, you know, one of the more important things is, like, if you're difficult to play against, you, eventually the other team is going to break. The Celtics are very challenging, even if it's not perfect. A couple, some sloppy turnovers. I thought some of their entries were a little bit weak early. When yeah. I say they didn't play great in the first half, they still shot well in the first quarter. Didn't have a great second quarter. Some of their entries were weak. They fell asleep on defense a couple of times. You know, weren't rotating over. They were getting beat up a little bit on the pick and rolls there. They were letting, they were standing around, letting Lively get whatever he wants. I know modern NBA players haven't boxed out in friggin' 30 years, but not even locating him. You know, so there were some moments where they were like, you know, they, they, they offensively they were still getting what they wanted, but you know they they, they weren't like you know balls. They to weren't the wall in lockdown mode. Yeah, they weren't. They were in not in mode lockdown mode. That's right. all I was saying. They kind of it was a cruise kind of sort of thing. Um, you know, cruise control. Uh, you know, win. But 
it just, it's relentless. Like you've got Holiday and White constantly just pissing you off and flying all over the place and, and, and pressuring you. You've got Porzingis taking shots from 30 feet away. You know, that's just stressful, you know, on the defense. Eventually, you know that Tatum's just going to wake up and become a monster, and he did. Brown is constantly attacking and, and going at you and, and making life hard. They just, they press you so freaking hard all the time that eventually you just break and that's that's well that's what's happened a lot here um and, you know in, in and, uh, post break here you see it a little and i want to quickly acknowledge thank you very much x-man fighting for minutes with adams yeah again memphis though they're down like 47 guys but yes you know he was playing that's the difference between some of the bench guys here for sure but yeah go ahead Sharad. no i was just going to say that the, the way that they are just handling their business uh you you have to wonder and my biggest concern is is boredom because i mean they're they're this is a good dallas team this but is it hasn't team, happened and it hasn't happened there and, already and, right and, yeah. and and to me that you know i i i'm pleased at the focus that they're playing with because it's clear that they're playing the way a team on a mission is supposed to play uh having enough of an edge night in and night out to where even when they're not playing great basketball, you're not burying them. You're not putting them away because their talent is giving them a chance to compete. And, you know, you know, one of the things that we talked a lot about, just this stretch of games they got coming up would be a great opportunity for Tatum to kind of, you know, strengthen his case for MVP. But you know what? This was a very Tatum-like game, and I don't know if it's going to have the kind of buzz that's going to get him over the hump because Luca took caught a big fat L tonight, but had a freaking triple double like 37, 12, and 11. And Tatum, 32, 8, and 3 in a relatively efficient manner. Great game. But is that going to be enough to sway folks to believe that this is the best player in the NBA? And you yeah. know, Joel is not going to be in, in the contention because he's just not going to have enough games played. So it's like, it's literally someone's to take. And I, I think Tatum is playing as well as you can play on a team that's constructed the way they are. This team is not built for one guy to go out and get you 32, 12, and 11. Now, if you were to take Jalen Brown off of this team for, for a, a few games, I think you see Tatum put up Luka like numbers. But as long as you got a Jalen Brown, a Derek White, and, you know, Porzingis, who I thought we haven't talked much about him. I thought he had a really good game. Also, uh, this Tatum's not going to put the numbers up that folks seem to want their MVPs to put up. Yeah. Um, the, the, it's, again, Tatum is penalized. I know at the All-Star game, Tatum said he's penalized for losing. I don't buy that narrative. I think, um, I think, uh, he is penalized this year for being on too good a team. And so you're going to have to win the best player on the best team vote. And there might be some of that because honestly, it's a fairly split vote. I, you know, I still think Jokic is the favorite, but that, yeah, you know, it, that's, what's going to happen. Obviously teams that have, don't have five all-star caliber players in their starting lineup will be more reliant on one and two guys. I mean, look, I mean, most NBA teams, that's what you've got. Two guys that score, you know, regularly, maybe three if you're lucky, uh, and that's it. Uh, you know, an out, a one and a one A, and that's a dream scenario. You don't have this much juice. So, of course, the, Luca is different than Tatum because he controls almost every aspect of their offensive basketball, start yeah. to finish. The ball's in his hands. He's just a wizard with it on the passing. He he may he plays at whatever speed he wants, and 
and he's there's in, nothing you can he, do about it. He's in complete control. It's extremely difficult. So he's just got the ball in his hands. I don't know that he knows. I don't know that he could possibly play another way. So I don't even know what he would do with more players on here. And I did leave this comment up here because yes, if the Celtics win, even though he was traded before the season, I'd like to see if we could get Rob a ring somehow. I don't know if that's possible. But Rob Williams? Just, yes. Oh hell you. no. Hell I no. Know, I know, but just come on. Hell no. We, if we're going to do that, damn it, get Danny Ainge a ring, too. Get Danny a ring, too. I mean, I mean, hell, half the guys on the damn team, Danny, Danny drafted. I mean, the, the, the hustle that he put on Philadelphia to get Tatum and get a pick. I mean, granted, the pick, I think, turned out to be Romeo Langford. So, okay. Didn't quite work out how we thought it would, but still. Yeah, um, I was, and we were we were hanging. By the way, we were hanging with Max today, um, at the uh, in our Boston studios. He and Gelso did a little Boomer Report action, um, doing some uh, Celtics related History Channel stuff. And um, this is, uh, you know, uh, this is well, this is what I was talking to Mister Finals MVP himself about. Finals MVP is better than regular season MVP. Do that, okay? Yes. Trust me. Yes, that that's a that's a much better ring because you know that that means you you won the chip. Uh, I think the, it's only happened once where I think Jerry West got Finals MVP and, and when the Lakers lost. And I think other than that, it's always been the best player on the best. And that to me, it, that's really defining what Tatum should be about and what he's been about up to this point. He wants to be the best player on the best team. And if your team is the last one standing, you're going to be rewarded with that Finals MVP like clockwork. Uh, so. That should be the focus, but I, I, this team is just scary good, John. I mean, yeah. th just the way they go about dismantling you. I mean, you know, Kyrie Irving is is a great player, and obviously the fans had had a you know I thought they certainly made their presence felt with him. But the fact that you had multiple guys that just made life difficult for Kyrie, he missed a few shots he normally would make, but he also found himself in situations where he was taking contested shots that he's not used to having contested. So, you know, yeah, yeah, you know what, you know what, John, you know what, John, who do we give rings to? <laughs> if we, if, if they win a chip, we should have a poll on if they've got one extra ring for a non extra ring. Who gets the extra ring? Is it Rob? Is it Danny? Do you give, I mean, do you give, I don't know, uh, Kemba? Uh, who, I mean, who, who who should be in that, like, the five guys or five people that you should consider for? This is a good one. You know what? I was thinking that. I, I was hoping someone would say that. Because me, personally, if I had to give one out, I'd absolutely give it to him. i yeah. absolutely give it to IT. That would be my choice. i take it's him pretty... over Rob. i give him one it's over pretty... Rob. It's funny, over smart too, huh? Ooh. That's a tough one. Oh, John, you're pulling at the heartstrings there. Ooh. I know, I know, I know. Damn, that's For, my guy. I think I, I give it to IT though. I think I give it to yeah. IT. I think IT lost more, like an entire career. Um, well, that's kind of why I'd, I'd probably give it to him. Yeah. But damn, yeah. Marcus, oh, that would be tough. That'd be tough. Yeah. I'd have give, to go into yeah. witness protection if I did that to IT. Uh, Marcus would kill me, as he should. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Rob would not get one for me, though. <laughs> I miss Rob. Just, to, I, just as a guy. I just want to hear him. I just want to know that he's okay. We'll find out next year. <laughs> I know. I know. I do miss the guy. I really do. Real quick, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors. 
brand new sponsor welcoming into the Garden Report uh, as our new frontline sponsor. Uh, and it's a really fun, cool company, which a lot of people know about. Uh, and that is Prize Picks. It's the largest daily fantasy sports platform in all of North America. Easy and exciting way to play. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling a million players, you're just picking more or less on two to six players with their stat projections on a given day. Uh, and that's it. And watch the winnings roll in. So again, football season might be over. So be it. Uh, you got a lot of action on the court. Here we are entering the stretch run with the NBA. You're going to get March Madness. There's a lot of stuff. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks. As little as four correct picks turn 10 into 1,000. NBA, NHL, college basketball, whatever you want. Really simple. You can make your picks in 60 seconds. It's a really cool display and app with like pictures and extremely easy to navigate. Uh, tons of new fun promotions uh, that you can do. So download the app today. Use the code CLNS for a first deposit match up to 100. Once again, download that app. Use code CLNS for a first deposit match up to 100. Hey, even if you're not super into it, check it out. Uh, it's, you know, Pop on in there. Use that code if you did want to sign up, uh, and that is uh, great for us. So, uh, once again, Prize Picks, number one daily uh, 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 fantasy sports platform in North yes. America, here for you. And again, lot to talk about in terms of the game. And as you said, it's that whole like a game starts and you're like, it's the Porzingis game, and then you're watching a little, and it's like, ah, Tatum's not really into it, and then it's like, well. Jalen's starting to do stuff, and oh, Derek White, he's been great. And then Tatum takes over, and he goes bananas in the third quarter, and you're like, well, maybe it's the Tatum game. It's it's kind of part of that relentless thing that they have going on. They just keep freaking coming. Yeah, yeah, and and again, it's extremely difficult to scout a team like that because, you know, when you play Dallas, you know if we can limit Luka, you're going to win. Uh, and even if you even if he goes off, you're still probably going to win if you've got the right horses on, on your side of the of, of the of the battle. And that's what, again, makes the Celtics team so damn tough. Uh, you can't lock in on anyone. There's no one that you can lock in on. Uh, I mean, someone like freaking Sam Hauser can hit you for 20 if you're not careful. Uh, Peyton Pritchard is giving him some little juice off the bench. Uh, and, and, and again, Al Horford, every now and then Al Horford will just put father time, you know, on, on the back seat and just remind you that, you know, he is a five. He was a five time all star uh, and he can knock down shots and he can beast mode you on a block. If, if you if he's engaged like that, this uh, it's hard to imagine a team beating them four times. Because that's really, at this point, that's my thinking. Who could beat them four times? Not who can beat them, because they're going to lose games in the playoffs. That's absolutely 100% guarantee will happen. But who can beat them four times if they're fully healthy? If yeah. they've got all their guys healthy? Uh, I don't I, think there's I, I anyone know. who can. I don't know anyone can. And that's the thing is, when you're watching, and again, I was having this conversation with Max today. I'm like, I don't, you know, I, it just, I guess if I ranked them, I would say my danger zone opponents would be Bucks because I think they're better than than they'd been, and I think they're the best is yet to come with them. I still think they're dangerous, but I don't think that I still don't think they can beat Boston four out of seven. Miami is always Miami, and I think Cleveland, when they're fully healthy, presents some challenges. I can't see them winning a series though. That's the thing; it's seven freaking games, sure. but. I, you know, that's kind of what I'm looking at here, but it's really is hard to imagine uh, here. Great test 
here, Sherrod. These are fun. These are a fun five games here. You got Dallas. I, and I'll say, I said this last time. If the Celtics, if Golden State does what they always do to the Celtics, I will be the most irrational person you have ever been around. Okay. I'm, I'm warning everyone now. I will absolutely say some things and I, I don't know if I mean them, but I will. It's just, I'm just going to react that way because I, the, the, I, the, I can already feel the PTSD welling up. I want to stomp that team. And if they go out and Golden State messes with their minds and snaps their brains and does that stuff that they've always done to the Celtics, I will not react well. You are, you do not want to, if you don't want to hear that, Xanis, don't come on here on Sunday. I'm telling they, you. Uh, Golden State, yeah. yeah. Golden State reminds me a little bit of, of the Celtics in Philly. The way the Celtics just, it, it really doesn't matter. They just have their number. They just know how, regardless of how Philadelphia plays, that's your daddy. That's your uncle. He, he's go, yep. he's going to school you. He's going to put you on his knees, spank you, and send you in your way. Golden State has been a team to the Celtics. Uh, I, I, for, I don't care how many titles the Celtics win, there's always going to be a part of them that feels that they let one get away, that they absolutely should have won that series. Uh, and they just they, – they smoked it. They blew it. And if they let Golden State come into their building in what has been an incredible season where you've faced all the, 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 the Goliaths and the Davids and you've smashed them all, uh, the good teams, bad teams, they all get that ass whipped when they come to Boston. And if you allow the Warriors, who are playing better, but they're still not a good team. They're playing better, but they're still not – I mean, they're not even – you can't even look at them as a top five team in the West. Uh, They might get out of the playing game. That's like literally the the, the goal now is to get out of the playing game. Um, Yes. I would like to – Johnny's irrational after a win. (laughs) I would – I would like to set the record straight, and I think most of you know this. I've been incredibly rational this year. I have I've not been surprised, John. Yes. You have really you've turned a dial to the left quite well, a bit because this year. It's because I feel differently about the team. And again, I'm not I'm not taking a victory lap over it. I did not believe in any of the other teams in in full. Never fully bought it. So when they would rear their head and show those things that represented what I thought they truly were. That's kind of what I thought. And that's why I reacted that way. I was like, here they are. This is the true them. This team, I think, is different. So each time I'm like, I don't think this is that big a deal. It's hard to get, you know, I'm I'm not riled after a lot of losses. I'm like, it's annoying. And you don't want to get into bad habits. But also, it's pretty normal. And, like, they've shown so many times that they can kind of, knock themselves out of it. They have not gone into ruts this year, really that long. They've gone through a couple stretches without playing the best basketball, but they've never gone dark. You know, they've been, they've shown it throughout and they've won a lot of different ways that they hadn't won in the past. So anyway, I am, I'm, I, I, I maintain that I'm being told I have, and you know, fans uh, love, let me make sure I've got this right. You know, fans love hearing Jalen, or Jason say nice things about one another, and I am told Jalen Brown is very nice, and he's got a lot of flowers here for for JT. Let's go for his birthday, and how have you seen him grow? His birthday, too. Uh, I know that's yeah. a big question, but how have you seen him grow? Me planning something for JT's birthday? 
Nah. I'm not even invited. Um, nah, JT is just growing. It's been, it's been great to see. You know, I've been playing with each other for seven plus years now, and and it's just been a, a, a honor. You know. Um, and you know, it's been an honor forward into the postseason. This should be a great year. So uh, I'm excited for us. I'm excited for this journey. Um, we're playing real journey. right now. JT's playing well right now. So journey, um, don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. He said journey. This is awesome. John, this is what we're waiting for. This is what we were waiting for. The love. <laughs> Uh, that was awesome. That was awesome. Oh, but but yeah. but no, nah, he's not. But he's oh. not playing anything, and he's probably not gonna be invited to the birthday party. But, but that's okay. I love him anyway. Oh gosh, that was awesome. That was awesome. That was awesome. Anyway, that was awesome. I I, I wonder. I, I hope he likes his new team next year. Um, <laughs> Stop. <laughs> he's Damn. finally got comfortable here. Damn, damn. Oh, that was awesome. I'm, Here's I'm, the I'm, thing. I, I, I agree here. They're like, I've never, I don't want to debate the friends thing. They they tell you they're not friends. Joe tells you they're not friends. It's not a matter of whether they're friends or not. I think they've reached a pretty happy coexisting place. I'm not yeah. saying they were unhappy before, but I don't think it was like perfect, harmonious, yeah. exactly what it needed. But a lot of it had to do with similar styles, both guys want the ball. Both are young. Both are in ascending planes on their careers, kind of at the same time. You know, Brown sees Tatum getting the love and the headlines and X, Y, and Z. They had to battle other guys who didn't think they were ready, and Jalen had to fight those Kyrie, Mar Marcus Morris battles and blah, blah, blah. So there's stuff along the way there, and then they kind of got left alone for a little bit, and then yeah. they're like, it's just the two of us. We got to figure it out. And now they've got so much support. Um and so like so many good vibes and so many professionals there and they're in year seven together. And obviously yeah. like that matters. So like, I think the overall, like, I don't think you can have better vibes than you currently have on this team. And we talked about this before, regardless how liked or important, you know, uh, <clears throat> guys like, uh, you know, smart and grant and this and that were, and they added a little toughness and this and that there might've been, you know, <clears throat> some friction or some stuff there. I don't think any exists right now. I think you've got the guys, the top six know their roles. Everybody's happy with their role. They're obviously, they have results. Uh, there's very little ego involved. Brown got his money. Brown's gotten the respect that, you know, he might've thought maybe he necess he wasn't getting at the time. He got his all NBA. He got his super max deal. So he didn't have to press or worry about, you know, what was going on with him necessarily uh, as much. Tatum knows he's going to get the bag too. They know they're going to be locked in here. Now they have like this awesome team around them. I just think there's just less to concern yourself with. Uh, and, you know, at various times throughout their careers, they probably had a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, I, I think what we're seeing is what happens when two people, everyone wants to get together and be a couple and they just want to be good roommates. 
And and I, I think that's kind of where they are. They're they're good roommates, and now they've got some more roommates, and and, and they're in their place, and and everyone is happy with the role they're in. Uh, but they're not going to be this power couple. They're going to be good roommates and good teammates to each other, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think fans have finally started to embrace the fact that you know these two are never going to be like BFFs and 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 th- anything like that. But they can play extremely well together, which they're doing, and they can win at a high level which they've been able to do. The only thing that they have not done is win a chip. And once they do that, then to me, it gets interesting because once you win a championship and if let's say Jalen averaged like 27 points per game in, in, in the finals and Tatum averages like 23 and then Tatum gets MVP, then the following is like, how, can they run it back or will there be a little bit of tension there? Uh, but Make no mistake about it. They have figured out the cheat code on how to be really good. And I think a lot of it has to do with, John, to your point, the guys around them. Uh, I don't think there's nearly as much pressure on them to try to outdo the other because they know that doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. It's what can Derek White do to help us win? Let's make sure we make Drew Holiday, you know, figure out when, when he can be a difference maker. Porzingis is killing every matchup he gets at the start of games. Let's keep working that. They're figuring out how to basically coexist without having to necessarily lean on the other to coexist, which is, again, that, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. And again, that's what everyone's looking for um, there. It, it just is funny how strained everyone, you know, it, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to get into it. People get annoyed. But yes, good to hear from good to hear from that. And again, that you know, reaching that kind of reaching that Zen place, you know, where everybody's kind of happy. And it's like you do believe I look. There's definitely a lot of people out there who still believe Tatum's about the stats and the individual glory. And you see that sometimes there's some Tatum hate there. Um, I, you know, I really do believe they're fairly uh, locked in on uh, uh, what they're supposed to be doing this year. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. And, and again, I, I think it helps not only because of all the just the oh so close moments that they've had up to this point. But you bring in someone like Porzingis, who is thirsty as all get out to win a championship and be in a situation where you've got really good players around you and he doesn't have to be the focal point. You add a guy like Drew Holiday, who the more I watch Drew Holiday play, the more it's it's becoming very clear to me that he's going to pick his spots throughout the rest of the season and into the playoffs when he can be teammate Drew. That's just just basically trying to blend in, be a glue guy or all star Drew where he's locking kids up at both ends of the floor. He's knocking down shots. He's putting major pressure on a defense with his scoring ability, and he's putting major pressure on them offensively because of his ability to be a, just an a, a irritating on-the-ball defender. Uh, and, and I think everything is just coming together exactly how they were hoping it would at this point, which is having a deep team, having a connected team, and, again, having your two best players – embrace the roles that they're in but not necessarily yeah. leaning on one another to be great yeah and as you said and as the chat <laughs> doubling up here rob yeah playing better off others um you know than they were each other and again mm-hmm. not a knock it, 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 there's nothing bad about no admitting that there was some redundancy to their games there was a wing style player who needed the ball in his hands to cook and if there wasn't 
shooters everywhere around them. They had to do a lot on their own because it would draw a lot of defensive attention. And one, both on the court at the same time, would sometimes negate one another. And I always yeah. thought that that was part of the imbalance on the team. Any and all, you know, uh, kind of thoughts that we'd had about, do you need to trade somebody to make this work, was just simply to diversify the offense, to get another elite-level talent at a different position where there wasn't so much overlap. And again, now, you know, with Porzingis and, you know, the inside-outside game and, and a couple of guards that can create their own shot and, you know, do damage on their own and people able to shoot all over the floor at all times, it's really opened things up a ton. I just think makes it all easier here. Uh, I am told uh, we have, let me see here too. Uh, okay, Bobby. So I'm going to, there's a caveat to this. Okay. Oh boy. Uh, Bobby interviewed Xavier Tillman. Okay. So I don't know what he asked him and he was asked to pick the soundbite. And I don't know that it's the best soundbite. We're taking Bobby's word. It may be the one that makes Tillman look bad, um, because again, there's there are elements of sabotage there's, there's, here. There's a, there's that cornered bias that that's always in the air with Bobby. Yeah, yeah. I think the question Bobby asked Tillman here was, "What was it like playing for the one and only time this season?" Um, and uh, and here's what Tillman had to say: "We're gonna get you know the run tonight, and how do you feel like the minutes went?" Uh, definitely didn't know. I had no clue. I definitely had no clue. Um, I felt like the minutes went well. I felt like the minutes went well as far as offensively, defensively. Um, that one pass that JT threw me, someone got a hand on it, but I wish I would have kept my eyes on it. I would have caught it and finished it. But as far as everything else, well, I felt like it went pretty well. It was okay. Bobby's Bobby's first question, how dare you? You know, what are you doing here? What are you what what are you what are you doing here? Yeah. What are your intentions, young man? Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Now, Til listen, Tillman is going to just simply do what he always does. He's a physical guy. He can score at the rim. And that's all he's doing. That's literally all he did. And you know what? Sometimes that's literally all you need from your backup center. Defend rebound, score when the opportunity is presented to you, and just get your ass back on defense, rinse, recycle, repeat. That's it. Yeah. That's it. it and it was. And someone put it in our comments here, Sherrod. Uh, Tillman did appear on a podcast here, and, and he looked legit looked like they were asking about the Celtics, and he's like, "I, I these guys can't lose. Like, like, they're just locked. And, like, he was like, I don't even know. And, again, you know, you have to take into account where he came from, but he's just like, right. well, these guys are on a different level. So again, I think he's just super happy uh, to be there. To well. be <laughs> I want to hear the whole interview. <laughs> <laughs> Ahmed, can you can you give me the the clip where Bobby cries and Xavier hugs him at the end? <laughs> Do we, we don't have that. You're killing my <laughs> Because the camera's like, it's all right, man. Tillman and Tillman hugs him. You know? I, I don't know. I saw it on I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> don't, you don't let Luke see that. <laughs> <laughs> Judah. When it comes through Judah Tunes. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. That is funny shit. Oh, Zachary, way to go. Didn't even make living squares. <laughs> Damn. You're not my dad. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, oh, my. Oh, boy. Please tell me you did not talk to Luke. 
so good. Bobby did not it talk is... to Luke tonight. I hope not. <clears throat> no, but again, good. what I was saying earlier when I was forced to go solo for a little bit, uh, what I'm curious about, and Tillman didn't know he was playing, he said there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I don't know if this is part of Joe's, like, let's keep everyone on their toes. Some people hate that. Some people hate not knowing <laughs> what's going to happen before games. I've never quite understood that, but I mean, I, I guess the professional athlete, they have their routines, they have their rhythms. Yeah. They kind of like to know <clears throat> how things are going, what they're going to be doing. I'm surprised he didn't know he was getting his minutes tonight. I'm um, not sure Joe necessarily knew he wanted to go that you route. You think he read the game and just went with it? I, th I think he said, you know what? Let's not wait till we play a team with double bigs to see what X can do. Let's just throw them out there now and see what happens. Uh, and uh, again, I, I don't think you have to have a conversation about that, but I, I think the understanding still is that Luke's your number three center and X, you still need to see what X can do. And this was a perfect game for that. Uh, throw him out there, see what he can do in 10, 15 minutes. And the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, scored, he defended, uh, he made his, he made his presence felt. And that's the one thing about Luke that if I have, if I had to limit my criticism to one thing, I don't think Luke has enough games where he makes his presence felt. So, so but that's the thing. When we talked about Luke, I think like I've always thought it was, you know, I describe him as a survive the Luke minutes, you know, like when you go into it and you have a need for an extra big or right. when you're down somebody and you're bringing him in. And again, I compared it to Cantor or, you know, whatever before where like Cantor could do some things, but he's horrible, you know, defensively, he'd get killed in pick and rolls. Um, so like you were trying to survive those minutes. You were hoping whatever good he brings wouldn't be negated by, you know, some of the deficiencies in his game. And obviously Luke, not a great rebounder. Guys can go at him a little bit. He can get bullied sometimes. So you're always hoping for me, it's less about impact. It's more about survival. And then right. he has his, then he has his few moments where, you know, he's doing his things and he's, you know, you know, chopping it up and doing his, you know, I don't know what he was doing, little dabby things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah and then yeah, this little bird thing. But yeah, yeah, he still has some fun stuff. And he and he's and he's good, he's a good rim runner there. And they they they've been pretty good at getting him some lobs and getting him free there. Um, and you know, it's it's fine. Um, but uh I, yeah, I don't know that I ever expect impact from Luke. I'm just expecting uh, – for me, the best thing Luke can do is not, like, ups, like make me mad. Like, get him out of here. You know, you don't want to immediately – like, yeah, yeah, nope, didn't work this time. I, that's kind of been the case sometimes when the Celtics have gone to the bench, not necessarily this year, but in the past. It's like, got to get these guys out, got to bring the others in. But, again, there's enough depth out there where no matter what – bench guys when this team is healthy is playing with three starting caliber guys and i think you can hide a lot and i think that luke's done fine in his minutes he's done fine yeah, and you just yeah. wonder you just wonder is if, if tillman is a tool that you can utilize uh that might make something that's great just a hair better an element or a dimension that they haven't had you're not looking for a lot here you know this is the point of the meal where you're just adding a little bit of seasoning you know right. just to get it just right that's all you're trying to do here like i've right. I, i've done all the work it's friggin it's a masterpiece i just think i need a pinch of this and a little bit of that and you want to see if Tillman can provide it yeah and 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 again he the thing that i come back to with him is that he brings something that you don't have already 
you don't have a legitimate big who's physical. Uh, you don't have a legitimate big who has the kind of switchability that he has and is okay playing like five minutes one night and no minutes another night. Uh, Al Horford, for example, wants to play. And you can't play Al 15, 20 minutes one night and not play him at all the next night. Well, you can if, if, if it's a back-to-back because he doesn't do that. But the next game, if it's two or three days down the road, you can't do that with him. He has to play some semblance of regular minutes. With Tillman, you can get similar switchability from a defensive standpoint and not have to worry about whether this guy is going to flake out if he doesn't play every game. Because uh, he's just happy as hell to be in a situation where – you actually go into a game and you actually feel as though you're going to win. I, I know in, in Memphis, there's a lot of games where they go, look at themselves. They look at the fact that, you know, damn near 70% of their active players are borderline G league players, or maybe bottom shelf NBA players. And you're playing, you're playing golden state or Sacramento or Dallas or, you know, Minnesota. And you kind of know you're going to get your head cut off, but in Boston, you're going to be the favorite pretty much every time you play. And if you get five minutes here, that's five minutes of quality time where you know I'm not going to be out here long. So I got to play really well in the minutes I get. And, again, I, that's to your point, John, I think that's the biggest difference between Tillman and Cornette is that Tillman is built and plays a, a brand of basketball that you can see makes an impact. Luke, you're trying to get through to the, to the next – Stop as you play with your lead at 17 and hope that it doesn't dip to below 13 or 12. And yeah. I think eventually that's going to work against Luke. Because remember, when they first brought Luke in back in the day, I thought he was supposed to be a stretch big. I thought that was the thing that he, he was going to help you do. He was going to give you another stretch big. When was the last time Luke took a shot outside the paint? And yeah. I, I still don't understand that because if you look at his numbers and his stats – he has shown the ability to do that. And if they say, well, you know, they don't really need him to do that. The hell they don't. That's why they wouldn't got Porzingis because they didn't have a stretch big. That was his opportunity. When Porzingis came, it was just like, see, Luke, this is kind of what we were hoping. Maybe you give us a little bit of, but you've given us nothing in that other than, you know, the defense, you know, jumping out of the defender seven feet away, which to this day, I'm not really understanding why. People get excited about him giving guys wide open jump shots. Yeah, and again, what's it? What's interesting is like you know you bring in someone like Tillman and you're like ah scrub, you know like stay ready crew. He's not you know some people think that, but like again like one of the things with some of the bench guys the Celtics brought in, they played legitimate minutes in some cases on teams that were decent. Like right. Tillman, you have to remember like yeah he was in the hell this year, but last year he's playing 20 minutes a game on the number two seed in the Western conference, you know, like that's legit rotation minutes, you know, like that he's in there. And I know he's thrust into there, you know, a little bit more because of injuries or this and that, but you're, you're being trusted on upon to play legitimate minutes and play, you know, playoff minutes, uh, it, uh, you know, for, for a, a, a top caliber team. And again, I know it's because of injury, but that means he's a guy who can be used. I don't think it's as risky as, you know, some bench players in the past. Like Kata, really for example. Like Kata. Kata would be terrifying in the playoffs. Yeah. Terrifying. Because yeah. is the kind of guy where you feel by the time you get a chance to get a stoppage, it's 10, it's, it's a 10, 8 1 run in four minutes. And like that stuff can really, you know, mess a game. He's a legit, I, again, it's not, I'm not doing this to bash Luke. Luke was 
cast away a couple of years ago on a t- from a team that didn't really have a solid bench to begin with. It revived here just simply because of the need of somebody tall. You know, like he exists because, you know, it's a top-heavy team that needed some guys to fill out the roster, and he fits that role. I never – I don't think anybody started the year thinking like, well, except for Bobby, one person alive started the year thinking – this is our biggest argument with Bobby that he believes Cornette deserves minutes based on his play. And I'm like, he's going to get minutes based on just not having anything else. Till Tillman is not a game changing player, but he is a legit actual NBA player that would be an NBA player on a bunch of different teams. That's all. That's all I'm saying. So there is a bit of a difference in just the caliber, but sure. Luke's carved out a niche here and maybe some matchup specific games. He could potentially still get in there. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. And I know. It's just, tra- yeah. yeah. No, I was just going to say, it's just good to have him around and have the luxury of being able to go there with him. But, you know, as we get to this thing and, and get close to the playoffs, I, I Tillman is going to make it tough on Joe to keep playing Luke. I mean, but as long as Luke can get out there and just keep the shit from totally you know, capsizing and sinking, he's going to stay as that number three. But if he has like two or three stinkers and Joe decides like, you know, maybe play Luke in the first half and then play X in the second and X is outperforming him, you might see a shift in that regard. Yeah, but I think Luke is going – basically, Luke is going to have to play his way out of the rotation uh, if it's going to happen. Joe's not going to pull him. Joe's not going – no matter what X does, Luke is going to have to play his way out completely irrelevant to what X does. X could have 10 – double-digit games, coming off the bench. But if Luke is playing his brand of basketball and they're still winning, Luke's going to stay in that role. I agree. It's a little too much Luke talk. But what's funny is, like, one of the reasons there's Luke Tillman talk is because, like, this is one one of the last things left is who gets those minutes, right? Like, that's almost all that's left to discuss with this team. Like, what else do you want to know? Like, I'm not saying it's – it's fun as hell to watch them be dominant because it's just – a snapshot of what you're hoping you're going to see carried through to the playoffs. And for the first right. time having a team where you're not going to have a, a bunch of question marks about, you know, a, a bunch of, about different things. And one of the things we talked about earlier was the Joe kind of changing the narrative, like among your, let, let's check the boxes on concerns, right? At beginning of the year concerns, Joe, I feel like, again, still, there's still going to be yeah. some uneasiness there, and you want to see how he reacts in the playoffs in a series when coaches are changing things on the fly. Nothing about what Joe's done this year makes you worried that like he's not more capable or ready for this task than he was last year when he just got thrown into it. I think you're looking at a different person overall, and I don't think anybody questions his basketball acumen. I think people fully get and appreciate the guy understands the game extremely well at a very high level. So I don't think that's an issue. It's just, is he going to be able to read and react on the spot? Is he going to get fixated on something? We'll see. One. Number two, the bench has acquitted itself well, and you've added a little bit of extra juice there. And I think that that's fine. And the third was how Tatum and Brown are going to play with all these new people around them. I think you're like resounding checks in almost every column relative to at least worst fears, if not greatest expectations, having been met. Yeah, I mean, the, to me, the, the big thing is those those RTDs, those real-time decisions that he has to make right then and there in the moment, on the fly, without giving it a ton of thought. It has to become a muscle memory type thing. 
in terms of making the right decision. And I, I think Joe has grown in that regard. I, I thought last season, you know, his first one, there, there was a little bit of trepidation, I thought, at times in, in some of the calls he made, some of the decisions and non-decisions. There doesn't seem to be much, if any, hesitancy when he makes a decision now. Uh, and I think part of that is his comfort level with his team, his comfort level in his job. Uh, and, I, you know, what's I think often over underrated is just – the way that him and his core are on the same accord now. Uh, him, Tatum, and Jalen, they all seem to be kind of, you know, rowing in the same direction now. You don't really feel as though that there's this, uh, you know, he's thinking one thing and they're thinking another and, you know, things get kind of, you know, kind of gooped up that way. It seems like they're all on the same page. Uh, and that's such a big deal when you're trying to win a championship. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Huge, huge deal. Um, we will wait out Bobby another four or five minutes. If not, I, Sherrod's, I think it's Sherrod's bedtime. So we will wrap up the show. And if it happens, it happens. We've got another one on Sunday here and a lot more stuff to talk about, uh, you know, post golden state. And again, <clears throat> someone just <clears throat> put it in the chat here. Fun to beat up on Dallas. Great to kick around Kyrie. Um, but I think every Celtics fan feels the way I feel about the importance from a mental perspective to be able to exercise this demon, because it's not that you're like, I don't tell me, dude, they're not going to face golden state. It doesn't matter if they lose. It's not about golden state. It's about knowing that another team can fuck them up. Like that's what you don't want to avoid. You don't want them to know that like, Oh, there is a way to mess with us. You don't want blueprints for the rest of the league to see. You don't want them entering the playoffs with any doubt. Like I really, 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 again, I'm going to overreact now. And after the game, you really want to win this game. Another thing I want to say, um, yes, I do. I think that's a fair point. I just want to see them graduate. I need, you need to see them. You, you need to see them get over this. Um, and yes, exactly. Crush them. Ding dong. The witch is dead. Everyone rejoice. I'm t everyone knows it. You all know it. You'll feel so much better about it. Um, no, no question. And I know everyone's going to say like, it's just one loss. Look at their record. There's I know, I know, I know it's still, you really, really want this game. Another thing I want to add again, before we wrap it, I'm so happy Kyrie Irving doesn't matter anymore. I hated the Kyrie talk. I even, I think the booze in the garden are tired and boring. I love that. I don't have to think or care about anything Kyrie Irving does anymore. I find, I found it so tired and boring for so long. I forgot he was even on the Mavericks when they were coming in. I was like, Oh cool. Luca. And I'm like, Oh yeah. And Kyrie, it feels like a bit of an afterthought now, doesn't it? And that's exactly what you want. It's an afterthought to everyone except Celtics Nation. I mean, they, whew, I mean, they're, they're still in that every time he touches the rock, we're going to boo mode. And it's, yeah. it's, it's they, were, they, they were half assing it. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think what they realized was that, you know, this works beating the snot out of this team. That's energy that I could use elsewhere. Uh, and they, and uh, they pivoted at some, at times, but, just let it go. I mean, you're so much better right. off with him gone. I mean, if he, if he stayed, Tatum's growth development would have been stunted. Jalen Brown's growth and development would have been stunted. And you wouldn't be a team that has a bright present and future. Uh, Dallas, you know, is Bobby Manning. 
Yeah. Well, I just wanted, I left this up just as Bobby came in. Melanie contributing another 20 to the Send Bobby to Denver fund. <laughs> and then oh. what the hell is this? Look at that. Look at the timing of that, Joe. Yeah, you say, you say, it's and there's sending, nothing, it's sending irrelevant Bobby is worse than hate. I agree with that. Go ahead, Josue. What do you mean, send Bobby? There's a that, that's that's half of what she's offered. Like I said, we've got Bobby. We might have, we might have this that 20 might have gotten him to Albany. Okay, we're we just got past Springfield. We're going, Bobby. Are you okay? He's, he's, Are you sure? He's, 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 he's no, speechless. His, his, his mic is muted. No, I can hear you, but they can't. <laughs> nah. Nah. Yeah, come over here, man. He's not okay. Yo, big no, shout out to Melanie, not. man. She's really trying to make this thing happen, man. We were, his tears uh, have dried. We were talking early today, but we, I appreciate the support. It's all good. Either way, uh, something's keep this winning streak going. Ten in a row. Uh, impressive win. It didn't take the whole. Oh well, Tatum's got to go off, and that's the that's the reason why this team is hasn't put away the Mavericks. It, it just happened organically, and I, and I love that Joe Mazzulla, um It's obviously trying to kill that narrative. That that's sort of his thing, right? Just killing these uh, narratives that's been surrounding this team, and uh, I think that's a big one. You know, it's not a matter of oh, Tatum's only has four. Dallas must be shutting him down. I mean, he was one for four for a little bit, right? I mean. The team has other ways of scoring. They can beat teams without Tatum involved for three and a half quarters if they want to. That's how good this team is. That's why they're the best one in the NBA. I mean, I just think uh, everything is going their way right now, and I I, I cannot wait for Sunday's uh, Sunday's matchup, man. This is a great test for these guys. It is. <laughs> it is. Bobby, can we bring you back? Yeah. Okay. Coming out again. The people want to know. Are, are you? Yes, are you okay, are you, Bobby? We are you okay? Yeah, you got me. We we got you. Got so right, much perfect. of you. Are you getting us? Because we're talking to you back. Yeah, I'm. I'm talking. Okay, great. You hear <laughs> it? Go get him. Yeah, I, I'm with Joe Sway. That was an impressive one. You had to pretty much race ahead of uh, what was a frantic comeback by the Mavericks for the final three quarters. There, they were pushing hard. I was surprised they were sub thirty in those second and third quarters. And then they obviously fell apart in the fourth, uh, but it felt like Luca was just charging them back. And Joe said they actually didn't do a great job containing him. You know, they want to do a better job of keeping him in check. I'm sure they want to make him a score going into this game. He still breaks off for 11 assists, at least 11 assists. I think I forget what the final total was, but yeah, he had uh, 11. this, this is a daunting tasks holding him down i mean he is just amazing to watch right now with the load he's carrying offensively for that team and i know you said it i'm sure you said it on the show too john uh, that's that is what a mvp kind of effort looks like there the 37 12 and 11 and just doing everything for that team and well, listen again, you can you, you can make the argument for it's a great stat. This is the this is the MVP argument in a nutshell. Luca right. looks incredibly impressive. You're gonna walk away like be, saying, "Wow, he's really good at basketball." And look at that stat line. It uh, like, uh, but they lost by 30 points. And again, when you're, it, it really comes down to what do you think MVP is? Do you think it's 
the best basketball player, the most talented basketball player, the most impressive stat line, or do you think it's the best player on the best team? I think Tatum is building momentum for the it's best, not player best player on the best player team. team. Uh, it's not. What I'm saying is if you rework It'd be the called best player on the best team award. I know, but again, there's a lot of people that believe leading a winner counts for a lot more than filling stat sheets. And so I believe the narrative is being reworked a tad you know, by Celtics people or by some people who believe that I don't want to give it to a seven seed. I don't want to give it to Luca and watch him get bounced four one in the first round. Like Jokic did a couple of years ago, even though Jokic statistically had one of the most impressive seasons in modern, you know, basketball. It's amazing to see, but it's like, but they suck. Why am I giving an MVP to this guy? He carried his team to what? And that's going to be the counter. I, I, I get both sides. I'm just saying that's the argument. They there. don't suck. You know? They're eight games over 500 in the West. They don't suck, but they're going nowhere. Is that true? You, where oh, Bobby, are they? Bobby, they Bobby, where do you, they have before. They're they have before get, the worst team. Yeah, but Bobby, can you can you name three? Can you name three teams that could definitely beat them in the best of seven? I think they could beat Oklahoma. I think they could probably hang with a Phoenix. I mean, they'd be in any series. I mean, remember right those now, series that went seven? Realistically, they're a one and done in a first round one eight or two seven matchup. Not saying it's impossible to win, but like right now, they're project. They're an eight seed. Like that's an eight seed in the you know, West, like though they'd be four or five in the East. I don't buy that. No, like record wise, they would. Uh, again, if they played in the East against these teams, I think there's five, five, six, seven teams better than them in the East. Also, that's that's my well, opinion. Let, let, let's let's go back to Tatum because I know you know Joe Sway was just saying like he he hung in there and. You know, he ends up turning the game around a great way. I love the way he turned it around. And just like that game six in Philadelphia, I love how he's developing that, that he can be starting slow in a game and then turn around that drastically. But he was out of it the first quarter and a half there. I I mean, 0-3, two points midway through the second. Yeah, but Bobby, you know two years ago, that's that's two out of 15 or whatever. Like, he – you know, he's matured in a big way in that regard. You know, I'm just like saying, Josue, that doesn't win you MVP. Right. But I just think minimizing it to like, oh, man, Tatum's got to have, you know, 10 points per per quarter, uh, you know, compared to him doing what's best for the team. I mean, let's face it. How many times did we say after a handful of these wins, uh, he could have gone out there got out there and, and, and scored 40 or 45 points, but that wouldn't have secured the win. Like, he's matured in that regard. And obviously, you know, the MVP conversation or the MVP awards, I think is, it's important to Tatum, but this is way more important, you know, and I, I think he's mature enough to know that, you know, days before his 26th birthday. Yeah, it, it depends on what you value, because I think in terms of most valuable, what team would lose the most by losing that guy? It's indisputably Dallas. Yeah. Uh, and you, you mentioned Shea's impact. And of course, Jokic, Shea, in all this debating about who's two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. I mean, Jokic is clearly one, but there's just a heavier load that Luca has to carry in Dallas. And I think most voters look at it that way. Like who has to do the most, who can get by, like, or what team like can't get by at all without that guy. And that's clearly Dallas here. He does everything for them. 
And you said during the game, John, like the stuff he's doing in terms of just being in full control and the amount of work he has to do. And I get it. He's not defending like Tatum. He's not rebounding like, you know, Tatum does in terms of like contested, but. And he's not winning like Tatum. That's the thing. But Tatum has Porzingis and Brown and Holiday and all. Like, what would Luca do with those guys? Again, it's it's a it's a difficult question to answer. I I think it's very obvious. You watch it, and sure, we get it. I don't need to be corrected that Luca. We know Luca doesn't play defense. Just he controls every aspect of the game when he has the on offense when he has the ball in his hands in a way that no other player does. It's really incredible. He kind of can do what he wants to do when he wants to do it he can find people at all times i i mean he can go iso he posts up he, he he uses his body beautifully he can do it almost seemingly in slow motion i've never really seen it's it's really remarkable uh what he does there but again uh, dallas is not even in the same league and i'm told here by amit you know in his post-game commentary and of course Jokic is in that class too just luca has the benefit of being a point guard so it's in his hands. You forget Kyrie exists sometimes because Luca just has the ball so much. That's also a detriment to some teams. It means he has to have a very specific type of team around him. It makes it harder to help him. You know, I don't know if you can have one A's there. Uh, it's just a weird dynamic there with a, with a player that needs the ball because he deserves the ball because there's nobody better with the ball in their hands than than Luca. He's 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 an absolute freaking wizard. But I, you do wonder, like, what's the limit? How far can this team go? Joe Sway sending us stuff. Um, Kyrie, Bobby, were you in on Kyrie? I was. Me and uh, yeah. Gary Washburn. I just sent it to you, John, yeah. because. Well, yeah. no, the quote. I mean, I, I, I'm thinking he just said it, but I wasn't sure. I, I, I didn't know if we had that soundbite or if it's coming, but I'll paraphrase it. Uh, the Joe Sway just said they have a right to boo. From my career record against them in the last few games, I haven't won, so I tell I beat them. They have a right to continue to boo. So we'll I don't care. Score. I don't care. I, love I don't it. care. But I like I that he's care. keeping score. I like that because you know it's, uh, it's, it's a thing. I, I just think I just think I don't the, think the, thing anymore. Celtics fans have to realize that they they got the upper hand. It's like you you you're onto bigger and better things. And I was surprised that the, the booing and the chance happened yeah. the many times they did tonight. But at the same time, I'm not because. Boston hasn't won yet, right? But I just feel like we're so far removed from this conversation, whereas now it's like the fans, it's not kind of salty. It's like if the team was 500, I, I understand. But, I mean, again, you guys are all moving on to bigger and better things, but Kyrie brings up a good point here. He hasn't beaten these guys. So maybe maybe when that happens, they'll stop. Or the championship, but, whichever comes first. But the Kyrie thing was based off of, first, it was you you, you messed up the current team, you know, and like, and you were disingenuous about it, and every, every they blew everything up to accommodate you, and they were trying to build a super team with you, and then you just left. You know, you you schemed your way out, and that was that. So everyone was mad about the deception, how bad it went while he was here, mailing it in in the playoffs in that year where they got stomped by Milwaukee, squandering, destroying a team that had on paper as much talent as any, you know, outside of this one in the last. 15, 20 years here in Boston. It's just remarkable. And he just blew the whole thing apart. And then everybody left. He left a he left a bomb in his wake, a big crater. The fact that they were able to come out of that Kyrie thing is amazing. Because that set <laughs> they the were in the dark ages two years later. But that could have set the franchise back 15 years. Like it could have been 
it was so bad. So yeah, yeah everyone was like, screw you. And you yeah. didn't want to see him win because if it did, it validated his decision to leave and you felt better about it. And there was a lot of schadenfreude involved there every time that they, you know, he'd go somewhere and screw things up. Then he became a weirdo. Uh, and then he just became irrelevant. And I think that's where he is now. He's over in Dallas. I They're going shocked. nowhere. He's in the shadow of Luca. He's always, you know, and I just don't think anybody cares anymore. I was shocked. Yeah, the, boo the booing is a reflex. You've moved so far past Irving and the damage that he did. I don't even believe anybody feels it in a real, like in a visceral way. I think the boos are out of habit. No one is going to the yeah. garden like, oh, I can't wait to boo Kyrie. You just do no, it. No, there was none of that. There well, was this none is the of first that game tonight. I feel like there was, you didn't have that feeling at all until the boo started happening. You're like, oh, oh yeah, we're doing this again. I forgot. Uh, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, Whereas every other matchup, it was like, you know, expect the booze. What's gonna happen, Kyrie? Come. This is the first game I'd say it was pretty much none of it until you until you heard it, until you saw it. Yeah, all right, yeah, Bobby, and in the gotta, past, it's right, been we, deafening. It'd... We got to stop screwing around, Bobby. The people are waiting for this, so you're going to address it now. Are I told you, you okay? Was coming. I told him by the third quarter. I was like, Bobby, you know, they've you been know coming for you. They've you been know what's going to happen tonight. Yeah. For hours here. Until I, I was finished in that chat. fast break, I was like, ooh, Bobby. Before yeah. the show started, people were like, oh, Bobby. Okay, so what? I, I'll ask you what happened. <laughs> Did Til they play, they play Tillman tonight. I mean, this is what we were asking for, John. Get him in there at one point. You, you needed to see what you have in him. I agree. You to start I agree. integrating him. You got you to gotta gotta get your reps in, yeah. I think we all agreed on that. And it's great that he performed in that spot. So he's a guy that can give you a change of pace at that spot if you need it. And I don't think anything changed tonight in terms of the rotation. I mean, mm, everything goes Sunday. Oh, okay. Sunday. All right. Cornette's done. 15 minutes of Tillman here. Changed the rotation. Is that what you guys want? What's going to happen Sunday? I want to ask whether you It seems like a Tillman game. Am I wrong, guys? I this, ask, it just seems like a Tilden game again. I want to ask whether you think it was matchup based, just messing around in case because you got to give stay ready crew guys opportunities to to play, or an open audition, or number four, always part of the plan, which is sliding in and taking those cornet minutes uh, because of defensive switchability. You know some of the things that he brings, whatever that is. I don't have the answer. Um, but that's the actual question. And I'm not posing this to you to like, you know, to, to, to troll you. I actually wonder what are your thoughts? Like, what are Joe's intentions behind this? You think it's just throwing it? Cause Sherrod thinks it goes back to Luke yeah. after this. So I'm curious your thoughts. Is it, are you nervous? 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 That no, this, this Luke's, be it? no, Luke's the death thing. No, you I mean so? Joe. Joe said, and again, it was before it was before the trade. But their bench, when they're healthy, is Al, Peyton, Sam, Cornet, and Cornet might. Is it just one rotation yeah. in the first half in the there playoffs? There was a long pause before that Cornet for sure. Yeah, because he's at the back back end of it, and Joe even described it last game as being Cornet and O'Shea, and you know they're kind of in the mix at the end of the rotation there, and. You know, they went with Cornette in the uh, previous game, the Philadelphia one, over O'Shea. Um, so I think Tillman's a situational guy. Tillman has even called himself part of the Stay Ready crew. 
And you're going to have matchups, I think, where he fits in better. And maybe, yeah, like you said, Josue, Sunday could be that possibly because of the uh, Curry switching and all the different things you're going to have to do against him, similar to what you were doing against Luca here. I'm sure that was part of the calculus as well. Uh, so his switchability, his versatility defensively is the definitive difference between the two players. Uh, but offensively, I think he's a little bit of a clunky fit. And you saw it in the first half rotation here. Um, the spacing kind of wore down. The Mavs went on that massive run to get back within three when he was out there. And then they went away from him until that fourth quarter rotation, which was much better. And I did like the chemistry between him and Horford out there during that stretch. Some of the high-low passing. You had that wacky pass where Horford threw it to Tillman under the basket, like two inches in front of him. And then Tillman kicked it out to Pritchard. Uh, so that was fun. I, I liked that stretch from him. And clearly he played well, given that this was his first real run out there but Cornet's just so much further ahead of him in terms of fitting into what they want to do offensively i think he's a better screener at least from what i saw tonight that's probably close but he's actually i think too a better rebounder like he had been impacting the offensive glass in a way that uh, you didn't really see from tillman in this one so tillman's a better defender he's a more versatile defender i think he's a change of pace when you need it but unless Cornet really start stumbling here. I mean, he's been playing well. He's given you like 13 and nine per 36 with a couple blocks. Um, so I think Cornette's still in that spot. Okay. So Cornette likes to play. Why are people day. so excited to see Cornette go? I mean, I just want you to be whoa, prepared whoa, Bobby, for Sunday. Relax, relax, like, Bobby, yeah, I just relax. want you to be, I, I'm Damn. not saying uh, Luke's in the doghouse. Luke's not the same. Yeah, that was a little. This isn't a Grant Williams situation. I don't think he's in the doghouse. I just think uh, when it comes to matchups like tonight, <laughs> games against the Warriors, and I don't know, playoff matchups in the best of seven series, Tillman, we may see Tillman way more often than uh, than Cornette. I, I, again, I think is matchup based, but in off terms one of, game in fifteen minutes. I mean, I, we're saying we, this before. We, we have I, made I, a I lot just, of big cases about Luke. We just like, never cemented it as Luke is completely out of the rotation. But we're we're, oh, we're preparing you for this, actually, Bobby. Let's be honest. Like we we were. We're like let's. I, I don't I don't think you quite understand that there's a difference between uh, where he is at, where 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 uh, Tillman's at, compared to where Springer's at. Like there's a legitimate gap there. So I just want you to be prepared because again, this is going to happen in the playoffs at some point. I don't know which team it is. Obviously, it's still too early, but. There's going to be a matchup, maybe two, before this team uh, reaches the Eastern Conference Finals where Tillman is just the, the better fit for, for what the defense needs, uh, uh, you know, that uh, aggression. Maybe, but I still, gonna, I still think Joe's going to – I still think – But what side I, of the ball is more important to them? In the playoffs, it's got to be defense. Well, I don't, Bobby, I don't aren't a you a defense guy? About their offense. Yeah. Well, haven't we said that the defense is the thing? The one through like, six? I mean, they've been concerned they, about they, the last two years? Yeah. One through six is very good offensively. I don't think they need a whole lot of help there. I I still think Joe's going with uh, – I think Joe's going to default to Luke. Yeah. My fear, though, is he's going to have a very short leash for Luke, and then you're not you're not going to be using your bench uh, effectively in the playoffs because I do think um, he's going to be a little nervous at, at times to give extended run to some of those guys if it's not going the way that they want. So um, I don't know. I, like I said, the switchability, the physicality, the defense, the defensive, and then the, the the matchup stuff about you know. And again, you're looking ahead to certain guys where having Tillman on the floor might be beneficial. Yeah, you you don't think you want a Hormit, a, a Horford Tillman situation potentially if Giannis is around. Like, yeah, I think you kind of do, right? 
Um, yeah. I think it makes sense. So I don't think it's stunning, but I don't know. I I do think you probably have to do this a few times um, to see what you have. Let's, uh, that's why I question, is it kind of open auditions? Is this part of Joe's experimentation? It is weird that his answer tonight was, or that Tillman said, uh, is this correct, Bobby? You were in there for Tillman. That he said he's uh, he didn't know he was going to play. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> so I don't I like know. That. Is that I like that surprising? Is that a Name is that, is a, is that a classic stay ready move? I think so. Yeah, I think it was a stay ready move. They were struggling defensively. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were struggling defensively and. I think they brought him in there for a double big look for some added defensive oomph, and yeah, they got it to some degree through the second and the third. They those were good defensive quarters for them, at least like against the other guys, right? And I like the way they rotated behind Luca and all the stuff he was doing in rotation there. That ended up being a really good look where they started throwing some double teams on him, having one guy rotate over, and then at one point he kind of got caught in the post against Horford, and him and Horford. It's a nice dynamic out there having two guys who can be that switchable. One thing I'll say, John, is that I don't love the Cornette-Horford combo just in terms of how they mesh, especially on the defensive end. Horford had a great finish to this game, but early on he really struggled on the perimeter uh, against some of their creators on the ball. Uh, you know, Tillman's a better option in that spot right now. So, you know, depending on the matchup, like Joe Sway said, you know, you might even – back to him in there for some minutes at the four, like in place of Horford and have Horford play back in that drop. Like these are things they're going to have to work on right here, just in terms of figuring out what the best combinations are. Uh, but in terms of what rotation are you going to run when all is equal, you're either going to have just Horford and Porzingis and neither uh, Tillman nor Cornette, or just that sprinkle of one of them in the first half, unless, and this is why they brought in Tillman, you have a Jokic on the other side. You have a Giannis on the other side. You have someone who he really needs to match up with directly. And we'll see if that comes to that or they just kind of do their you know, team defense as they've done to this point here. Um, so that's how I feel about it. But on a regular night, I think it's that Cornette double big rotation, you know, a couple minutes in the first half. Maybe he comes back in the second. Maybe he doesn't. I, 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 I just – I don't know why people are so in a hurry to move on from Luke given what he's done this year. He's had a really good year. So, again, I will clarify. I don't think anything has to do with moving on from Luke. I think Luke it's was... About, it's about you, but, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's for the show. No, I think Luke was simply a, you know, this. that's what we've got. That's the. That's what we've got here. And at sometimes you're going to need to use it. I think in any case, when you look deep bench, you always wonder, can you upgrade the deep bench? So I think people are curious, is this guy slightly better than the guy who was playing before him. It's not really a matter of like trade Jalen and get a new guy level of like, you know, or got to get smart out of here sort of stuff. No one wants to run Luke out of town. You're just, you recognize Luke is like a borderline NBA player. He's in O'Shea's. He's in O'Shea's spot. Maybe. And, and Tillman, Tillman was a legit 15 to 20 minute a night guy, you know, in his last destination. He's in a, he was a real NBA player, you know? So like, Again, does he have more value to you? I think people just want to see it because I think they're in a nice way. I want I to see it too. Are, I think people are met on Cornette in a in a in a really mean way. I think people think he's trash. So again, to answer the question, I think there's definitely a huge faction of people that's like, 
I don't really need cornet minutes. I, if there's something better to be had, I'll take that instead. And that's really all it comes down to. Yeah. So that's it. This is a pretty good comment. Like, is I don't think anyone thinks it's bad and he's got to go. It's just, you know, that's it. You said it last show, right, John? I think it's uh, the, the way Bobby overvalues. I think that's, that's yeah, how you I, th I think he's I think he's acquitted himself really well in his minutes. I really do. And again, when you're saying like, what do you want in a third string center? I think Luke's done fine. But if there's something even like five percent better, you want that. And I think that's where people are at to see if X Man can do it. So, um, and again, as Sherrod mentioned, the toughness, the switchability, the the grit, that that factor to a team, I think that could be lacking. That interior oomph. Uh, that interior presence has been lacking a, a little bit um, there. So, you know, you think he could provide it a little bit. That's it. I just say, look at it from a fit standpoint. Luke's a good passer, good high screener, good decision maker, good rebounder, and a good drop defender. So if you can't play drop defense, you go to Tillman. But if you're playing your system, which is mostly drop, Cornette's the best at it. Does anybody before we go want to hear Kyrie? The one we yeah. paraphrased. You want to hear yeah. it? Let, yeah, I, well, let's, I was let's, in there waiting. Why not? That's it. Give the people what they want. Does it motivate you at all? Does he even hear it? When yeah, I mean, it's in the arena, man. Um, a lot of attention's on me um, in terms of just the fandom. It's been six years. You gotta love it. Um, but rightfully so, they have a right to boo. And you know, for my career record against them for the last few games, I haven't won. So until I beat them, then they have all the right to, to continue to boo. I think that's what makes the theatrics of sports and competitive sports fun. And just got to embrace it, you know, um, yeah. it's part of it. One question is Does he actually believe that they're booing because? The Celtics have been beating them. I think like, he believes. I think that's what he tells himself. But that's not. That's, that's not, not what. That's, that's not, not the whole story. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Like, he yeah, and he went on to say. That. Well, no, John. He went on to say that it got it's gone both ways because early in his career he would come in here and destroy them, and that was the opposite end of the spectrum. So you get it both but ways. The booing has in. nothing to do with how he has played. Yeah. No, but I'm saying that shows that that's before being here or after. I, I, he can't honestly think that, right? It doesn't matter. It's such no, a I'm, I'm saying take. that's what he thinks. I said I don't care about Kyrie. I don't want to care about Kyrie. He can't actually think that. That's what he thinks because he went on to explain it further later in our interview. Oh, God. Okay. I think I think it goes back to. Like the way the team is right now, you know, I like they're the best record in the NBA. So I feel I like he's like, yeah. I feel like, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh yeah, they're still doing that. Well, it's because I haven't beaten them yet, so I got to beat them. It's just like, no man, that's not it. At it's all. so it's silly. The promise. It's the and obviously it's Celtics fans. They're diehards. If this if this is another city, maybe they're over there over it by now. But but it's Boston. And if you ask me, with these type of things, Boo, you can't beat us. What, the championship is what ends everything. Like. uh who who is the who's a good example? 
Rivera, I guess, in some regard. Mariano, he wasn't so scary after, you know, the Red Sox beat the, the Yankees finally. And I felt like it was, like, the sarcastic cheers. And all of a sudden, like, that whole, like, we're going to boo you every single time. But, I mean, this one for Celtics fans is, is, is personal. So, you know, it's a little different. But I just think that, yeah, I mean, that's what it is. That's 98% of what it is. And Kari doesn't want him. He's been he's had this conversation so many times, Joe. It's been like yeah. four years. Like he's just been like, how many times are you gonna say like, look, I said what I said. I didn't keep my promise. The logo. He did two things. He 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 screwed them over. The logo thing. He's not the logo. It's there's two reasons why people hate you. You disrespected them while you were here, and then when you left, that's it. So some people carry that as residual. It's hilarious to think it has anything to do with how you played. It's just so friggin' silly and deluded. But again, it doesn't matter because, as I said, he's such an afterthought at this point. I and and someone put it beautifully. Uh, you know, I, it was Manila, I think, uh, in the in the chat earlier. So glad when the drama queens of the NBA finally move on. And Kyrie's one of them. LeBron, who I love to death, a little bit too much drama there too. I kind of I can't wait Hard till is. the. The till the Harden, till the storyline people are gone. Comment. I've grown, I've grown to love Durant, but he's one of them too. Um, but I, for but at some, least he's I, balling though. He's balling I love, this year, I've so. completely gone, done a one eighty on on uh, on Durant. But I mean, Kyrie's yeah, had a good season as well, but it's out. not the same. Yeah, who he was yeah. being the best guy on the team. You know what I mean? Like everyone yeah. that that's Lucas' team. And it's never going to change. So I, I think that yeah. that takes away from this. Yeah, I know it'd be I'm great. Still... When he's gone. Anyway, yeah. I'm You're still dreaming of Durant and a Celtics uniform a little bit too, John. What you gonna say, Kyrie? It was like, wait, what? Uh, no, we've seen that. We've seen that, Josue. Yeah. I, I, Judah, I tell you, I've never been a logo guy too. It's one of it's one of mine and Nick's biggest fights ever. Because oh, don't tell Max. Disrespected the logo, that. and I'm like, yeah. I don't yeah, give Max. a crap. Cedric Max was pretty fire. CP3 is <laughs> another one too. Yeah, but yeah, and the lot. I, I, yeah, yeah. The logo. Anyway, we're done. Um, uh, we got a big one Sunday, so we will be back here. Uh, again, this is the most important game of our lives, so everybody get ready for it. Get rested. Sleep well. This has to be a, this has to be a W. Has to be a W. <laughs> Ten straight right? wins, in but it's all fashion. on this one. It, the entire season comes down to this. Thank you guys for being awesome all show long. Thank you for keeping me propped up and entertained and able to engage for the first seven, eight, nine minutes. I had to go solo while Wi-Fi issues were worked out. And really quick, John. Thanks, Yo, thanks to really Sherrick. Just, just so you know, John, there's a lot going on today. It's like family night. So there's just like I know, tons I know. of people here. It's okay. It's, Rod, it's, more than, it's, it's a lot more people than, than normal. Now it's, it's calm yeah. down. Really quick, John. Right, well, how you how yeah. you feeling going into it? I, I, I really, really don't want to lose this game. I don't want to see them lose. I told you, I, I will, I will, I will do bad. But how do you think it's going to go? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I, but I, as I said, I'm prepared to overreact. I don't know. I don't have a good read on it. I'm, I, I'm confident they'll win because I think they're significantly better but then they don't, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And like I said, I will get mad early. The, I will be rage texting all game, um, you know, and that's that. Oh, well, here's I'm going to play serious. one more. I'm playing Jimmy, one more Jimmy's bite before be we go. Uh, Luca uh, uh, talking about uh, the he Celtics. Finally went up. 
Jeez, what Luca thinks about the Celtics. Hold on. I'm just gonna go on to the next one. I mean, this is the best team in the in the NBA. Uh, I think we played pretty good for three quarters, uh, but it's tough to win here, especially against this team at this point. Uh, we just gotta go next. Short and sweet. It's still nice to hear best team in the NBA stuff when it comes to these guys. So uh, that's what it is. I don't know. I, like I said, I'm going to let Sherrod go because he's been stuck on here for a long time and we will be back on Sunday. But yeah, I'm I'm not going to say I'm nervous, but I'm nervous how I'm going to. I'm nervous the reaction, not just my own, but everybody else's if they lose again, because these feel good. Oh, my God. Dominant best team ever. Look at their record. This team's unstoppable. Who's going to beat them in seven? is going to turn on its head because I think people will react, you know, to a team doing what Golden State has done to them in the past and knowing that it's possible. And I don't think people want to see it. So I, if they come in here and they start dapping up Draymond and like helping him up off the ground and like, and then he takes their friggin' lunch and like leaves the building and these guys are like, oh, well, I'm going to lose it, you know? Well, here's how seriously yeah. here's how seriously they're taking it they're practicing tomorrow which isn't common between the is games, it tatum's so. birthday on sunday is tatum gonna take his what is his birthday sunday, sunday. it's 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 sunday so he and didn't Jaylen's play on his birthday any, last year right no he didn't play on deuce's birthday two years ago deuce's birthday and jalen jalen does yeah it, it's funny <laughs> they played the clip we played that clip and jalen's like no man, I why the fuck would you think I'm doing the birthday? Like <laughs> that's exactly I, I don't what I'm saying. I don't I no, don't even have his number. <laughs> he got the he got the he got the Josue laugh for sure, man. I couldn't I broke. <laughs> the way you say it was just like me? Something for Jake? Like, me like come on guys, I mean we've been over this. Like yeah. we respect each other, but yeah, I am I got I got plans, you know, on yeah, Sunday. Shout out to uh ESPN's uh, uh Cassidy for asking. I'm like, yeah, she's not she's not here all the time. Uh, I, I don't think she's uh, maybe that wasn't the answer she was expecting, but it's the one she got for sure. <laughs> Put it that way. It's great. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we, we it's it's fun. I'm looking forward to it. We'll be back here on Sunday. Have a good weekend, everybody. We'll see you Sunday night. And again, thank you guys for hanging out. Chat was awesome all night long. I was in there before the show started. They carried me when I had to go solo, and they've been. I'm waiting for Bobby, and Bobby did not disappoint um, coming on here talking about Tillman with a snarl, which is what everybody wanted to see. Stood his ground. He stood his ground. Okay? Luke isn't going anywhere, but we are. We will see you guys on Sunday. Have a good night. Wait, Amit's got an outro for us, I think. No, he doesn't. He said he was going to work on an outro. He had a phenomenal game. Phenomenal. Poor for doubt. I don't I think it's an option. <laughs> that did not sound like a chair. It was a freaking chair. It does sound like a chair.